World's on fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what? Why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. (laughs) Pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey man, thanks for getting up with us here today, or if you're watching the tape delayed later on. Uh, thanks for taking the time to, uh, to be with us. And uh, man, just a lot going on, and it? just a lot going on. And I, I apologize before we went live here with the people in the in what we call the queue. Again, by the way, if you want, if you're watching on some other, you're watching on Facebook, you're watching on the Patriot Party News or whatever, and you want to be part of the show, you got to just go to CoachDaveLive.com and click on Join the Huddle, and then you can come in, you can dialogue with us, and we'd love to have you be part of it. And this is not a special group of people. It's just folks who've been with us for a long time. And this is show number what? 2056. That's a bunch of shows. And so we got, I got relationships with a lot of people in here, see them every day, look forward to seeing them every day. And uh, it's become a, I don't know about you guys. It's been a real place of growth for me. And uh, just so much, um, I don't want to call them burdens, just so many balls in the air. I got so many things that I want to that I want to talk about, and so many things I want to get out, and so many different people are doing such good stuff. And when the show's over, I feel like that gone. I didn't get to that, and I didn't get to that. And people were sitting back there, and they're saying, "Well, golly, when's he going to talk about what I'm doing?" And so I, I you know, I'm I, look, I'm doing the best I can. I was gone four days. I came home trying to get people organized for the getting our temples in shape. Uh, all ten of my grandkids have been sick. My two daughters have been sick. My wife, I've been sick. My wife hadn't really been sick yet. Praise the Lord. Juggling everything. It's the end of the month. It's the first of the month. It's pay the bill month. It's so it gets newsletter time. So I came back and I, I got a lot of balls in the air. I just pray that you, that you be with us as, as, as we move forward here. Um, our dear friend, uh, uh, we lost, uh, we lost a trooper this weekend. Some of you would know, some of you wouldn't know Carlos Barcelo his wife, Annette, Carlos, Carlos had a heart attack, dropped over dead. She called us last night, told us he'd been, he'd been out street preaching, which is what he does all the time, lives in San Diego. And we were on the phone with her for quite, uh, for you know a little bit last night. Michelle's made, de- developed a really good relationship with her, and it's just reality, man. I'll get you, Mel, just a second. Just the reality. Just the reality. Life, death. I mean, I don't know how you go on. L.A., I'm sorry, she said L.A. Michelle said L.A., not San Diego. To me, they're both hell holes. Doesn't matter. He's done that that hell hole doing the best he can. And What a faithful, faithful warrior Carlos was. We miss Carlos. And having heard from Dr. Paul this morning, thanks for praying for uh, for Patty, his significant other. And I talked about, I, I don't want to get ahead of, you know, I don't know, say anything I'm not supposed to say. But Paul had some fights that he had to fight in the hospital for Patty. And what the hospital wanted to do to Patty. So continue to pray on that one. And, uh, you know, got a lot going on, man. Hey, look, <laughs> I could open it up and say that, and, Hey, okay, let's open it up here. Tell me what your biggest problem is. And boy, I know the litany of it, right? <laughs> it is in fact, whew, 
We live in we live in perilous times. Men shall be lovers of their own self, proud, blasphemous, disability of parents, without natural affection, having a form of godliness, denying the power from thereof. I mean, it's in front of us, man. It's in front of us. So uh hunker down, lock arms. We're gonna get through this thing together. Mel's got her hand up, so Mel, come on in quickly. Thanks, Coach. Hey, Mr. Producer, if you'd go to the events tab, um, there's several things that are happening this week, and I just want to give an overview. So um, as Coach mentioned, um, Transform Your Temple is is beginning. We're kind of in the holding pattern, waiting for his direction. But there's a website. Well, there's a link to um, Transform Your Temple. The the Bible reading, the daily you know Bible reading link is there. Um, and then there's some you know other ketone supplements and things that you can begin to order to prepare for this. The second thing is um, Romans, the gateway to wisdom. Um, Tim Tubras um, Bible study is going to be happening this Thursday, which I guess is, I'm kind of lost track. I think it's tomorrow. I'm not sure. (laughs) And then um, on Saturday, there's two events happening. Um, Ohio Brett's doing his third annual celebrate freedom day. And then also Jeff Klein is having a J6 Freedom Rally in Mount Vernon. So I just wanted to draw your attention to those um, events. And, um, you know, we're here to support you, Coach, um, and what you're doing. So we're supporting your ministry and many others. So we're happy to do it. I know you are, man. I appreciate all you do. And, again, I feel uh, – I hate to use the term feel bad, but it, it, it just troubles me that so many of you out there are doing such great stuff. And I know you don't do it for the attention, but I know the multiplication of effort. And it's still one of the, uh, it's still the in, the focus of what I try to do here is local action. I'm glad you all turn and tune in here and we're all do what we do here. But if it isn't, if, if it isn't trans, translated or transformed into boots on the ground action, we're not, I mean, we're, we're just kind of spinning our wheels. So I want to encourage you to continue to do that and continue to fight and get involved. And I'm going to, you know, Bobby's got some good stuff going on. I haven't even had time. I've had it on my list to talk about it. Bobby for four days, five days. I haven't had a chance to get to it. We will get to it. All right, folks. So uh, thanks for, again, real quickly, thanks for those of you who I've had to browbeat into giving some money yesterday, but I appreciate, appreciate all of you. Ten, look, I'm, I'm not asking you to give a thousand bucks. Get ten, ten, just ten bucks a month. That's, that's all it is. All right. That's all it is. So uh, I want to I want to play something real good, uh, real quickly here. Uh, get it ready for me if you could, Spence, or is it Jonathan? Whoever's in there, I don't even look. It's Jonathan. Thank you, Jonathan. Get ready for me, Jonathan, number five. Okay, get number five ready. Craig's going to make a make a presentation to us here this morning, but I, I made a note to myself here, uh, folks. Uh, it's a new church for me. And really, it's not a new church. It's the old church. Church, It's a new church. And I want to encourage as many of you who are looking here, who are joining us here today, I don't know how many it is, thousands, thousands and thousands. We have to once again be, become, we have to become the church. We are the church. It's not a building. It's not a place that you go to. Well, I got so much stuff I could give you. I wanted to do a little show today on 501c3 and uh, the limitations of that and what that what that monster does to you, how when you do that, you, all churches that are 501c3 put themselves under the authority of, of the government. Do you understand that? You know that uh, we uh, I've for years have operated here with a 501c3, Pass Assault Ministries, and you know that I have to report to the government every expenditure. I, folks, is there a separation between the church and state or not? 
And how in the hell, pardon my French, did the church get the right, I'm sorry, did the government get the right to peek in on the church, but the church has no authority in the government? How does that, how does that thing work? Who's, on, who's supposed to be on top of this mess? I'm not going to talk about that today. But that's something of some very, very serious considerations. Think about all the churches that closed down. Why did they close down? Because they were afraid of the government. The church is supposed to be above the government. We got it all wrong. So I'm going to talk. I'm going to turn some over here. Okay. New church, house to house. And I'm encouraging as many of you as you possibly can begin to meet with a group of friends. You say, Coach, I'm not qualified to do it. Yes, you are. Yes, you are qualified to do it. And in this age, day and age in which we live, can you imagine you invite some friends over and show a video? I'm going to show you a video right here that if you had a Bible study and you showed this at your Bible study, it would boom. The discussions that would take place afterwards would be unbelievable. So, look. I want to encourage it. Are you looking at me? I don't want you to start a Coach Dave church. (laughs) I'm not trying to build a denomination here. I'm talking about you individually step out and build a local home gathering. You can do it, friends. You can do it. We have all kinds of resources, all kinds of stuff that we can put in your hands. We have got to be about waking up our brothers and sisters and coming to a real fellowship of believers because we're going to need it in the in the trying times that, that are ahead of us. So I want to take just a minute. You can play this at 1.5 speed. Yes, yeah, start with a meal. Start with a meal. Invite some people over for a meal. And then take that Sunday afternoon or Saturday afternoon meal and just turn it into a weekly. Start a month. Say, listen, we're going to do it next month. Just start it in a month. And you're going to be able to invite people over and not beat them over the head with the gospel, but uh, bring people to Christ. We have to build our teams there, man. This is a video I watched uh, 14 years ago, maybe. I think 2009. 2009. Y'all remember who David Wilkerson was at uh, Church in Times Square, right? The cross and the switchblade, David Wilkerson. I'm kind of aging myself here. David Wilkerson had the Church at Times Square, and he was. Boy, was he ahead of his time. This was 2009, and David Wilkerson made this video on anguish. Go ahead and play it. And I look at the whole religious scene today, and all I see are the inventions and ministries of man and flesh. It's mostly powerless. It has no impact on the world. And I see more of the world coming into the church and impacting the church rather than the church impacting the world. I see the music taking over the house of God. I see entertainment taking over the house of God. An obsession with entertainment in God's house, a hatred of correction and a hatred of reproof. Nobody wants to hear it anymore. Whatever happened to anguish in the house of God? Whatever happened to anguish in the ministry? It's a word you don't hear in this pampered age. You don't hear it. Anguish means extreme pain and distress. The emotion so stirred then it becomes painful, acute, deeply felt inner pain because of conditions about you, in you or around you. Anguish, deep pain, deep sorrow, agony of God's heart. We've held on to our religious rhetoric and our revival talk, but we've become so passive. All true passion is born out of anguish. 
All true passion for Christ comes out of a baptism of anguish. You search the scripture and you'll find that when God determined to recover a ruined situation, he would share his own anguish for what God saw happening to his church and to his people. And he would find a praying man and he would take that man and literally baptize him in anguish. You find it in the book of Nehemiah. Jerusalem is in ruins. How is God going to deal with this? How is God going to restore the ruin? Nehemiah was not a preacher. He was a career man. This was a praying man. And God found a man who would not just have a flash of emotion. Not just some great sudden burst of concern and then let it die. He said, no. I broke down. And I wept. And I mourned. And I fasted. And then I began to pray night and day. Why didn't these other men, why didn't they have an answer? Why didn't God use them in restoration? Why didn't they have a word? Because there was no sign of anguish. No weeping. Not a word of prayer. It's all ruined. Does it matter to you today? Does it matter to you at all? That God's spiritual Jerusalem, the church, is now married to the world? That there's such a coldness sweeping the land? Closer than that. Does it matter about the Jerusalem that's in our own hearts? The sign of ruin that's slowly draining spiritual power and passion? Blind to lukewarmness? Blind to the mixture that's creeping in? That's all the devil wants to do is get the fight out of you and kill it. So you won't labor in prayer anymore. You won't weep before God anymore. You can sit and watch television and your family go to hell. Let me ask you, is, is what I just said convicted you at all? There's a great difference between anguish and concern. Concern is something that you, that begins to interest you. You take an interest in a project or a cause or a concern or a need. I'm going to tell you something I've learned over all my years, 50 years of preaching. If it is not born in anguish, if it has not been born by the Holy Spirit, where when you saw and heard of the ruin, they drove you to your knees, took you down into a baptism of anguish where you began to pray and seek God. I know now. Oh my God, do I know it. Until I can agony. Until I have been anguished over it. And all our projects, all our ministries, everything we do. Where are the Sunday school teachers that weep over kids they know are not hearing and they're going to hell? You see, a true prayer life begins at the place of anguish. You see, if you, you set your heart to pray, God's going to come and start sharing your heart, His heart with you. Your heart begins to cry out, Oh God, your name is being blasphemed. The Holy Spirit's being mocked. The enemy is out trying to destroy the testimony of the Lord's faithfulness and something has to be done. There's going to be no renewal, no revival, no awakening until we're willing to let Him once again break us. Folks, it's getting late and it's getting serious. Please don't tell me. Don't tell me you're concerned when you're spending hours in front of internet or television. Come on. Lord, there's something to get this altar and confess. I am not what I was. I'm not where I'm supposed to be. God, I don't have your heart or your burden. I've been, I wanted it easy. I just want to be happy. But Lord, true joy comes. True joy comes out of anguish. There's nothing of the flesh will give you joy. I don't care how much money. I don't care what kind of new house there is. Absolutely nothing physical can give you joy. It's only what is accomplished by the Holy Spirit when you obey him and take on his heart. Build the walls around your family. Build the walls around your own heart make you strong and impregnable against the enemy. God, that's what we desire. Amen, man. Amen. Fourteen years ago, cry to anguish and late great David Wilkerson. Man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man. You know, Craig's going to talk to us a little bit here about child trafficking. Before I, before I do, before I go there, Dr. Paul, uh, I saw that you're in there, uh, Paul. Can you give us kind of an update of what's going on there, brother, and how we can how we can pray in your situation? 
And to be honest with you, Coach, I don't know what happened. I was, <clears throat> she got so sick. Uh, you know, I got concerned she was not going to make it. And uh, <clears throat> so, and, you know, to call an ambulance, we get by her side, and she goes to this rinky-dink hospital that almost kills her. We transfer to Portland, which is uh, a major hospital owned by the government. Um, our governor, who likes to kill babies, and I knew I was in the belly of the beast, and we're getting ready to put a tube in her throat. And I looked at him and I said, "You need to take, you need to take the load off her heart." <laughs> there was two meanings to that, Coach. She was literally having a heart attack, and they were ignoring it because all they wanted to do was COVID. And I looked at her and I, and I put her in my arms and I wept and I said, she's my wife. And there was all these doctors and nurses in there. And I pointed out some things on the monitors. And if anybody has ever been in an intensive care unit and ever run, run, You'll understand what I'm saying, but if you haven't, you have no idea how difficult my job is. Some of you people think it's just about a little ivermectin and stuff. You need these life-saving things sometimes, guys. And so I says, where's the chapel? I went down to the chapel, which was nine floors away, and a whole, whole different place. And there are prayer mats in this thing. There were, you know, for Muslims, there were, there were rainbows all over it. There wasn't a single cross. I sat there. And the chapel, no cross, rainbows, prayer mats. And I sat there, Coach. And I was, I was alone at the time. And I called Made and I called some friends, Reggie. And I got the prayer warriors. And when I finally got done... I went upstairs, I walked in that place, and they were angry at me because they were wrong. They knew they were wrong. She wasn't intubated at the time. She did not get intubated. They started to treat her for a heart condition. They were totally ignoring it. It was like they, there's a, a spell that's put on by on these. Some of these good people are on a spell. It's like a COVID spell. Mm. And, and now she's doing well. I mean, she's turned the corner. Amen. Uh, Amen. It was prayers. And, you know, you, you know me, Coach. I just want to punch somebody in the face. And, but you, sometimes you just got to be humble and pray. And there's good people out there. But, Paul, the truth of the matter is you had to go to war for her proper treatment, didn't you, brother? I had to be there, Coach. And you know what? You guys, you got to be there for it. You got to ask questions. They literally had it on her, had her on the same medication they had Shira's uh, daughter, Grace. If you guys don't know this great man, her daughter was killed by this medication. And I looked at it and I said, this, this thing is a harmful med. You know, I'm telling you right now, I know what's going on here. If I see this stuff go up, there is no reason for it. And I, I tried to explain it to them. And they listened. And you could see... Oh, Something switched when I said, you've got to take the load off the heart. 
because my heart and her heart, that's, that's what it meant. And the truth is, you know, I'm here at work to take care of people today. Her son's by her side, and she still needs prayers. But you know what, Coach? God never stops testing us. He never stops testing us. No, no, no. Paul, I don't know if you heard our Thank you guys, by the way. Thank you very much. Everyone We're here. family here, buddy. We're family here. And I don't know if you heard, Paul, that uh, Carlos, who maybe you maybe don't even know Carlos. I know Carlos. Yeah, well, he dropped over dead. He dropped over dead this weekend. Uh, 54 years old. We heard from his wife yesterday. So, folks, look, man. <laughs> right? Tomorrow's promise to no man. Tomorrow promise to nobody, baby. And uh, I hug my wife tightly this morning for sure. And every one of you in here, appreciate every one of you. Nobody knows. See, look, friends, there, the, there's a devil loose and he is on a rampage, right? And we know that what? Although they tell us that uh, the devil kills and steals and destroys, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says that the fake pastor is the one that kills and steals and destroys. But we do know that Satan, death, he is the death angel, baby. We know that, don't we, right? So we have to fend him off and fight him off and understand that uh, he is the oh man, oh man, oh man. He's about death. And we're seeing it everywhere we look. But I'm of the opinion that we're about to see the worm turn. Continue to stay faithful and pray, and Paul will keep you covered and, and a lot going on. Amen, buddy. Get some sleep. Get some rest. Get some rest. Uh, Brown Cow, come on in then, Jeff. Thanks, Paul. Thank you very much. Good morning. Can you hear me, Coach? Yes, ma'am. Okay, thank you. Uh, you, you when, I, I'm very hurt. I really, the tears streaming down my face when you talked about um, Times Square Church. I came out of Times Square Church. That wasn't my first church, but I had been there for a number of years on and off um, because it, it wasn't the same once a uh, 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 founding pastor, Dave Wilkerson, Yes. Went home with the Lord in 2012. It just wasn't the same. And all the things you talked about are going on now in yes. Times Square Church. I was a part of the seniors ministry. I was also part of the military ministry. Wow. Well, when the lockdown happened in 2020, they changed all the names of the ministries from ministry and started what you call connect groups. And I yeah. kept saying, what is a connect group? I thought we were ministry. So the, the, the language changed. It, 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 it became woke. And there was a brother there that had asked the pastor, this young pastor they have now, and asked him, listen, could you give me a, um, an exemption letter because I don't want to take the jab? So here it is on a Sunday um, at the service, and the pastor came out and said that this guy asked him for an exemption. And he told the church, he said, listen, I'm not giving out any exemptions because um, I'm not anti-vax. And wow. number two, I have to look out for myself. And, and I, I, I played it back three times to make sure I heard what he said correctly. I have to look out for myself. And, and, and I was done, Coach, from that point. Amen. So it hurt me when, to, to, to hear what you just showed with David Wilkerson because that's what David Wilkerson stood for. And now that he's gone, everything that he hated 
is at that church. They are very woke. Now, do you know they have a whole team of doctors, physicians at the church, and not one of them came out and talked about that vax, warning the people not to take it. One of them I know very well, and I confronted him. He was an elder. I, I asked the Lord, forgive me. I hope I'm not doing anything wrong. I wasn't disrespectful. But I said to him, I said, you're a physician. You're not even taking the vax. You know about it. Plus, you know where I told you you could get the ivermectin and the hydroxy. Why don't you tell the people? He would not tell the people, even though he himself wouldn't take it. And it just hurts me, coaching. I'm not, you know, I'm going to, yes, yes, I see somebody put the name in the, um, in the, in the uh, uh, chat. Yes, that's the name. I didn't want to call the name of the pastor, but that's the name. And it was very, uh, uh, very hurtful what's going on. Coach, they are totally woke. I would not be surprised if at any moment they didn't have a drag queen coming in there to give the sermon. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Folks, on tomorrow, on tomorrow's show, I want to get Craig in here. Uh, on tomorrow's show, I'm going to talk about the impact of the 501c3 in the church's marriage and surrender to the government. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Jeff Klein, come on in. Thanks, Brown Cow. Just real quick. Pray for Ricky. Remember, COVID didn't kill him when he had him on the death list. Last night in the church in the garage, he walked in and had pulled something out of his pocket. I said, what's that? He said, a heart monitor. I have, they say I might have AFib. So he's got to wear it for a couple of days. I said, brother, you are going to be fine. I said, they didn't kill you off in COVID. They're not going to kill you off now. Amen. Amen. AFib. AFib. Boy, something going on. Lord, just touch Ricky. Just touch him, Lord. Myra, quickly, then I'm going to get uh, Kevin. I'm sorry, not Kevin. I'm sorry. Get Craig in here. Go ahead, Myra. Yes, uh, Coach. Um, it is written regard Carlos Barcelo, mm-hmm. Proverbs 22.1. A good name is rather to be chosen than great riches and love and favor, rather than silver and gold. And for Dr. Gosselin, Ephesians 5.25 Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Hallelujah. Thank Amen. you. Amen. Amen. You know, Roger put in there, Bill, I, I, I'm, I'm not, burden's not the right word. Uh, Bill Dunphy's trials, January 22nd. The, uh, a group of friends down in Tennessee who are, uh, un, put, fill my newsletter up there real quick. I'll get to you, Craig. Hang on. Johnny, fill my newsletter up there. I think you can find it. I just I just sent it out, and um, I'm sorry. I should have had it prepared for you, buddy. I got uh, we got to we got to figure out what to do here because we need some people. We need some people in the ground on the ground in D.C. We need some people in Tennessee when the the uh, people who stood up the, against abortion and are now facing years in prison over a face charge. Face violation, federal access to clinic entrance charges. They go on trial this month. Uh, oh my goodness, my goodness! Our 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 courts are so wicked. There, thank you. I and this is this month's newsletter, and this is what I sent off. Isaac Yoder. We know what's going on with Isaac Yoder. Scroll down, Johnny. Isaac Yoder is in jail. Currently in jail. Unbelievable. That's those are pictures off of the. These aren't pictures Isaac took. These are pictures you can find of Isaac on the website. Pastor Bill, January 22nd, faces 20 years in jail for being a pastor and preaching the truth of the gospel against the wicked government. 
go to the back page and look at this on the back page. Stand with the 11. 11 people are facing trial January 15th. For what? Because they tried to rescue babies. Cal Zastro and Chuck Gallagher and Eva Adel. The, the old lady, I'm sorry, that's a terrible thing to say. The lady at the bottom in pink, Eva Adel, is 89-year-old Holocaust survivor. And want to throw her in jail. They look, these guys look pretty wicked, don't they? Don't get my fan. Go, go back down. Go back down, Johnny. I they don't need to see that. Those, these are real people with real lives. So we got man, we got a we got a war ahead of us. We got to figure out what we need to do. I'll be honest with you, I'm burdened by it. I'm burdened by it. Lord, how can I help? What if this is me? What if this was you? Eva Adel is the lady holding the baby. And then right beside her is Cal Zaster. The guy standing up at top says, Jesus is Lord. Right underneath him is his daughter, Eva, who he named his daughter Eva after Eva Adel, who she's pictured beside. And they're both facing decade in prison for trying to rescue unborn children. What? The hell is going on? Amen. Yeah. Our governor here in Ohio. Hang on, hang on. I got to get this out. Our governor here in Ohio vetoed this bill to stop transgenderism in our schools. It passed with the majority. Our Republican governor, the same one who shut down COVID, COVID and all that. He vetoed that bill. And you know what I found out why he vetoed that bill? Anybody wonder why he vetoed it? Well, first he got a lot of money from the hospitals. That's not why he vetoed it. Why well, he got bombarded with phone calls and emails. Huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He heard from hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, of de- sexual deviants. Huh? Stuff we're dealing with, man. Stuff we're dealing with. Come on in, Dale and then Roger. And then I'm going to get Craig in here. I'm sorry. I'm so burdened yeah. by this. I, I, oh, I, I love Al Zastro. I love Eva. You know, I love Eva Zastro. I love Chet Gallagher. Chet Gallagher up there to the left with the guy with the mustache, the white mustache. Chet Gallagher was a was a Las Vegas policeman who they ordered to go to the abortion clinic and arrest the uh, people who were rescuing children. And Chet Gallagher took off his hat and took off his badge and sat down with the protesters. That's kind and of Co- Gallagher is. Coach, that whole story was that. And they actually, they had him on the, they changed. That was his district where he was supposed to be. They moved him across town because they didn't want him there. And he went there and it was, it was like six months before his full retirement. So he lost all of that heat while well, he eventually won it in court. But I want to say the lady next to Chet Gallagher, that's Heather, Heather Idoni, I'm sure you've met her at OSA. She's already in D.C., right? She had a court hearing in D.C. and is in solitary confinement, right, with no visitors, no mail. They transported her now to Tennessee, brother, in shackles and chains. Unbelievable, huh? There, huh? Oh, yeah. yeah. No English! Wait, Nobody hey, cares. Coach, Didn't happen to me. Not my mailbox. You're, re- you're ready, right? Our... our 
John Dumbbell Edwards, our governor, you know what he did as he's now leaving office because we have a good righteous man coming in. So you know what he does, right? So these guys are going to jail. This lady's transported in shackles and chains. And you can read it on Fox News here. 40 first and second degree murderers, coach. He pardoned them. 40 first and second degree murderers. He pardoned 40 of them. Well, they got to make room, throw these guys in there. That's why. That's about right. Um, hey, the devil's loose, man. It's the devil's loose. Roger, come on in. Then I'll get Craig here. Oh, I'm... Roger, I'll get Craig in here. I wish I had scripture to support more of what I say, but for some reason, I think my opinions are more important. <laughs> How foolish. Um, I think of Riley Gaines' comments, and there's scripture to support this somewhere, I know. <laughs> She's a swimmer who's been fighting this transgender gender stuff. She said, uh, what type of man would pass or veto a law if the law was passed would prevent men from going into girls' bat? What type of man would do what, that? What type, what of, type man? of man would prevent a law going into place Protect that women. would prevent men from going into girls' bathrooms? What type of man? Well, our governor, I guess, huh, Roger? Yeah. What kind of what kind of man? What kind of man? And can I tell you the truth, Brian Cranford? A bunch of us men who won't do anything about it because we're afraid that we're going to get arrested next. That's why a bunch of a bunch of us. Well, huh? Bunch of us cowardly men like us. That's that's all it is. Call it what it is. Call it is. Yet, yeah, Jack, silence is consent, man. Silence is consent. Oh well, hey. I feel bad for him, but you know, they shouldn't, they really shouldn't have been there. They shouldn't have been doing it. I've tried to warn him. Yeah, right? Yeah. Glenn. Yeah, for us in Ohio, how many people called uh, before the governor signed this veto? Well, I this tried, bill? but I, he had the machine <laughs> shut off. I couldn't get through. Yeah, well, you couldn't speak to anybody. All you could do was leave, leave a message. So now we have an uphill battle. Now we have to call the, the House people, the House leadership to encourage them to override the veto. So we're on the defense again. So we got to beg evil men to do good again, huh? Is that what it is? And folks, don't let don't let there be any doubt about it. Number one, follow the money. Follow the money. Oh, give us Dewine's cell number. Put that in the chat. I'd love to call that guy. Follow the money. Follow the money, and understand that the evil walks on every side when the vilest of men are exalted. We could go back to his mansion, his house again. We've been yeah, we've done that. It, it don't matter. It, hey, listen. He is wicked, 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 wicked. We ought to impeach him. We ought to impeach him just for the hell of it. We ought to, I ought to be outside there today. I ought to be out there. We ought to be out there every freaking day. I'll get to you, Craig. Mary Beth, go. Mary Beth's the last one. Hey, hey this reminds me of the, <clears throat> the woman in Scripture that kept – Bugging the unjust judge. I'm yep, sure yep. somebody knows where that's at. Yeah. So she just kept going back and back and back and back and back. Yep. And finally he relented. So, yep. Persistence, persistence. Lorraine, quickly. Nobody else after Lorraine. Go ahead, Lorraine. Can I just pray? I've been listening to everybody. Yeah. I, yeah. We, we just moaned and moaned, huh? Look, hey, folks. There's going to be there, there are casualties in war. We can't be surprised, but until we wake up and understand we're at war, at war we're not going to get it. And what did David, what David Wilkerson say 14 years ago? We're just patty cake and nobody cares in the church. They don't care. 
Go ahead, Laura, please. Oh, Lord God, we just come before you now, and I thank you. There's so many broken hearts. The prophets have declared that 24 is war, and it is. It's your war. It doesn't have to mean that it's bad. It just means that your church has to get out of has to um, get out of the the locker room and get on the field. You can talk about the plays all you want and read your word and sit in your small groups and do whatever we want. But it's not your play because we haven't gotten out on the field. It's first and goal. You're not playing this time. The enemy just wants to do a tush push the other way. Let us all join together and do the tush push across the goal line. God, please, please help us and forgive us for being lazy and quiet and not having a heart for one another, but being having hearts of absolute judgment with no love and a love that that builds people up even when they're struggling and says, hey, you're screwing up, but I'm right here and I'm not going to let the enemy win. We have a group of people this morning, Lord, who love you, who aren't perfect. We don't make excuse for our sin. But Lord, forgive us for sometimes we don't know what we're doing and sometimes we do and we do nothing. Doing nothing is the same thing as being complacent and not doing anything. It screams loudly, I don't care. But Lord God, we care. And Paul's heart is breaking for his precious bride. And he held her and his tears fell on her face. And her heart was failing. You gave it life. And I thank you for the wisdom that you've given this man, not just as a doctor, but as a man and as your son, so that he can help his wife like he helps so many other people. And Pastor Bill, Lord God, his family's scared and he's scared. And if, and if we're all going to be honest, we are all scared. But we need to be more afraid of you than afraid of what the enemy is going to do. Because, Lord, you've promised that you would take the enemy out and you would do it on our behalf. Because you're not a father who gives stones and serpents. You're, st you're a father who gives power and might through the power of the Holy Spirit. So, Holy Spirit, do your thing. And let us stand in your glory and your mercy because not of what we deserved, but what, God, you have done for us and your son, Jesus Christ. I thank you for how you're going to turn things around in Ohio. You're going to turn things around in this, this um, nation so that we once again can be that lighthouse to the, to the world. Let our light shine so bright because you're shining in us that it's nothing that we're doing on our own. We didn't invite you into our hearts and ask you. You, you showed up. We fell before you. You saved our lives. We didn't save ourselves. So, so save us. Save us, Lord God. Because you love your kids and you love us. Guide Coach and Michelle. Protect them, Lord, from every onslaught that the enemy wants to do. And I thank you for this time. And I thank you for what you're going to do. And that we can record this, in the, that this is recorded in the courts of heaven. That your will will be done here in earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, through the power of the Holy Spirit, thank you, Abba, for loving your children. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thanks, Lorraine. Thanks, Lorraine. <clears throat> I was thinking that as, I'm going to bring Craig in here. Hang on. I wonder what Carlos's plans were for next week, next month, next year. 
the scripture somewhere in the Bible is thinking about it. Can't remember exactly what it was. Where the angel says to the man, you fool, this day your soul is required. Or something to that effect. Tomorrow promised to nobody, man. Nobody. You know, I can hunker low, bide my time and be in my prayer closet. Ain't going to buy me one more day of life. And when I get on the other end of my life, and I look back over it, it was vain and empty in my life. What did I do to advance the kingdom? And when I move into that next life, get out of this aquarium, get into that next life, and I stand before the Lord, am I going to show up empty-handed? Oh, Lord, it was, it was pretty tough when I was down there. It was pretty tough. They were charging people and throwing them in jail. It was pretty tough. And the Lord's going to say, yeah, but we're, uh, weren't they kidnapping children and raping them and selling them? Wasn't that going on? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, not where I was, Lord. And, you know, my family was safe, and um, I heard about it. God help us, there's no anguish. No anguish. So Craig, come in and talk to us uh, here about uh, child traffic. I'm sorry to be a downer. Sorry for it to be a downer. Thou fool, this night thou soul shall be required of thee. Where was that? Somebody found it for me. King James Version, Luke 12, 19 through 21. I'll get it done tomorrow, Lord. I'll get it done tomorrow. And he says, oh, yeah, I'm a fool this night. Your soul shall be required of you. Then whose shall those things be? All that stuff you own and have accumulated, who's that going to belong to then, bud? Well, that's real, huh? Thank you for whoever found that. So, Craig, come on in, man. Okay, thank you, Coach. Um... Mr. Producer, Jonathan, can you go to uh, the website and getting involved, please, and bring that up? I think it kind of ties into what we're talking about here, Coach. Um, it's uh, If you look down there, it says, uh, bad, bad men need nothing more to compass their ends than good men should look on and do nothing. That's from John Stuart Hill. Say but, that again. Let's do that again. Bad men need nothing more to compass their ends then the good men should look on and do nothing. Wow. But what's the Lord say? Well, the Lord says, bear one another burdens, right? And so fulfill the law of Christ. So when we started taking action, I'm going to try to you know, do this uh, a little bit quicker than I thought, but uh, we, we met in Gettysburg back on September 26 of 2022. And uh, I was burdened back in uh, July of 2022. And I woke up just like I kind of did when I did that COP28 thing. And the Lord got me to my computer and I wrote a thing called a calling to the people. And I sent it to my good friend, uh, Silver. And I said, Silver, I wrote this thing. I said, you're really good. I said, can you look it over and, and tweak what I did? You know, and, and he tweaked it. And then I got together with Liberty Mel, Chad Estes, Silver. And we said, okay, this calling to the people, we need to repent. And we're all different. We all have different views. But can we come together and agree what to repent for? Because the burden that I felt is, is our nation is not in repentance. We're, we're fist bump sorry. 
you know, we want to yeah. fist bump and, and walk away and like, we think we're okay. Yeah. So anyways, um, I, I wrote this thing. Now, uh, Mr. Producer there, if you go under the calling of people who see a little, uh, the video of it, let's just play just uh, 10 seconds. Cause there's, there's several people who are in the queue here are actually there. Um, there's a rumble thing there of getting involved. Uh, and it will show coach playing the uh, shofar there, right? Okay. Just, just, just 10 seconds, just so people can kind of get a flavor of it. And, and this is on the website, so you can watch this, all right? This is documented. And to re remember that 161 years ago to the date. I want to just give you a little outline of what we're going to do so you can okay, expect to know stop. what's going to happen. We can stop because people can watch it. Or I don't want to take the time doing that. But, but what it is, is is we were asking the Lord to do six things. And uh, Mr. Producer, if you could bring up the uh, coaches show Gettysburg, the document, the PDF that um, I sent you. Nope. Nope. That one, right? Yep. Go back. Calling to the people. Yes. All right. I'm not going to go through and read it. All right. I just want you to go down where it's highlighted in yellow. Keep going down because we were asking for a couple things. I want to give you some encouragement, folks, because God's moving. All right. One of the things we asked for, stop right there, is we asked for a Holy Spirit outpouring conviction upon our churches and peoples. Okay. So we did that. Uh, we uh, confess, repent, turn of our wicked ways, return teaching, and obey biblical morality and truth defined in the Holy Scriptures. Well, unfortunately, that didn't break out at the, uh, the First Square Church, I guess, or up in New York. But it did break out where? In college universities of all places. Because, you know what? I don't think God's moving in the old churches. I think he's trying to move in the hearts of the young people. Amen. And there was this Asbury revival got world attention. All right. So we asked for something back in September of 2022. And in February 8th of 2023, something moved. Then let's go down to number six. We had, you know, the six things. One of the things we were talking about was human trafficking, lack of empathy for our fellow man and their plight. Okay. Well, what happened after that? Well, the sound of freedom was released. Okay. 280 days from the time that we were there, September 26th. And if you take 280 days and divide it by seven, guess what? That comes to 40 weeks, Steve Deck. And we know what 40 is in the Bible, right? So God was moving. He brought this movie that was owned by Disney Studios in September of 2022. And guess what? He reeled it back in to get it uh, sent out to all these theaters in the United States on July 4th. And we just happened to be at the Peace Monument where the Battle of Gettysburg started on September 2nd, 3rd, and it ended on the 4th. Wow. Now, if you don't see God in that... Um, <laughs> I don't know what I don't, I don't know how much more I can do for you, but what I want to do is I went to the coach the other day and I said, "Well, gee, coach, it's great. I got this website up and running. Uh, it's been a, a a little bit of a chore here, and guess what? It's now Human Trafficking Month. So let's go, Jonathan, uh, to uh, January's Human Trafficking Month. The uh, article I sent you there, that one right there. And so guess what? Out of uh, uh, St. Croix, where uh, Joe Biden is vacationing, he goes and he says, hey, uh, this is Human Trafficking Month. You know, the White House goes out and he calls for a safe, orderly and humane migration. Wow. All right. So now 
this gentleman, Tom uh, Homan, who's a former director of U.S. Immigration and Customs, right? I think he would have something, some knowledge about that. He says it's disgusting that he would declare Human Trafficking Awareness Month. So we can move down here and you can kind of move around through some of the stuff here. Well, what, what's going on here? The White House released this proclamation that 276,000 people were detained illegally for crossing the southern border in the first 27 days of December. That's not a year, folks. Those That's not one month. That's the ones that were caught. That's the ones that were caught, right? And it says, what, more than 27 million people around the world endure abhorrent abuse of human trafficking, forced labor, including thousands of people right here in the United States. So we have all these people. Coyotes are taking these people. Coyotes are raping young children that are un that they're unaccompanied by their adults walking into our country. All right. So you can go down a little bit further here, Mr. Producer. It's a scourge of pornography, folks. Scourge of pornography. And uh, this, one, this former abuse. patrol agent shows what? This is largely controlled by cartels. And what do they do with them? Not only do they put them in, in sex trafficking, but there's another part of the story, too. They're used to work in slave labor in, like, what they say, meat factories. Keep on going down here. It says some of the 400, let's look at that number, 400,000 unaccompanied accompanied kids who've crossed the border under Biden. 400,000. They have no parents. Where do you think they're going? They're going into human trafficking. Craig, okay. that's from the Department of Labor. That's correct. We're, this is their own, we're shooting their own bullets back at them here, Coach. So let's go down a little bit further. Okay. So I'm, I'm just, I'm capturing things from the, okay. When, the, when actually the mainstream media reports it, you know it's really bad, okay? And what do they do? This is from October 3. Satanic rituals, forced cannibalism, the kidnapping and exhortations of Central American migrants. This is what's going on here. And go down a little bit further, Mr. Producer. No anguish, right. baby. No right, anguish. Right there. This is just a small snapshot, right? And this is, you know, Carlos was out there in California. This is a, a estimate. This is for five-year period. Just in one, one county, in, in California, this is actually, I believe, the capital of of, uh, of California. In five years, there were 13,000 victims. Out of the 158 uh, survivors interviewed, it talks about how they got connected in there. So we have all this data. We have all these statistics. What are we doing about it? And the by government, the way, Craig, Craig, by the way, most of these are minorities. I thought we were supposed to protect minorities, Craig. Right. Right. So, uh, you know, we can go down a little bit further, but I, I, I'd like to go and say, what, 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 what does getting involved look like? What are we going to do? Right. So I'm going to share you some of the things that I'm starting to do because I'm trying to make a platform for, for people to be able to say, look, if, if Craig can do it here in Maryland, how can I do it in my local community? So one of the things I've been starting to do here is I've been giving free uh, keychains to the police chaplain and 30 percent of our patrol cars are walking around with these keychains in them, right? I wrote up a nice letter. Uh, if you go back uh, then uh, you, to the uh, to the paper there that we were doing, uh, right? I hooked up with this local church. It's doing. They're actually going to provide a walk about human trafficking. They got 50 people on their committee. Lord opened doors where churches are actually doing a few things in my local community. I hooked into. I hooked into the local uh, uh, 
a person that's in charge for Maryland that in Washington County who takes over our statistics. Three, awareness. Okay. You are, if you're going to, we'll go to the website. You are the watchman on the wall that you'll see that very prominent on the website. Okay. And you have to become the media. So what I did is I've taken out an ad in Wisconsin Christian news and Rob Pugh put that uh, paper up there for me. So you're going to have to be the media in this. If you go to uh, the, the number two there, it says uh, coaches show you are the media. I want to explain to you why you're the media. Okay. There's been a uh, there's been a grouping of the media industry into six companies. All right, ninety percent of the media is controlled by six companies. the The message of human trafficking is not going to get out on any media sources. All right, it's going to be us. So if you go down here, those are your six companies right there. They control own the, all the media, folks. They, they have the right. They have the minds of the American people. And you getting involved is going to have to, to break that. All right. And what you know, what does that what does that look like? Let me go back here one more here, coach. So you gotta be creative and get out of the box. If you remember back in January 6th, the Christian Revolution 2022, right? You kind of did it. What's it gonna take? It's gonna take boots on the ground and take it to the streets. This is a picture of the back of my Tahoe, which I went to a couple different places. I went to a major traffic area road and I was holding those signs. I went to a parking lot and I sat there and tried to talk to people going into a grocery store and I drove around Hagerstown with that on the back of my car. You now have to become the media. What I'm trying to do, Coach, is get people to get involved in that, and I'm giving them a platform. And if they want to use Saving God's Children as a form to do that, God bless them. We'd love to have you, have you come along. Now, if you can actually go back here, uh, Jonathan, yeah, see that I was there? And people will come up and talk to me, right? So if you go back to that first one to use on Coach's show about January's Human Trafficking Month, I want to show you some ideas that we're going to, and these will be posted on my website. Uh, I'm, I've got it. I got all the foundations laid. I'm adding content to it all the time. Uh, nope. It's going to be the first other one there. Human trafficking month there. Yes. Because see that sign right there, coach, I'm taking this sign. I've made a deal with the company I work with. They use storage containers. I'm putting that sign on 20 foot storage containers and I'm going around to different churches and I'm going to say, look, will you let me set this sign in your parking lot? Cause you got good road frontage and <laughs> talk about human trafficking. Can I use your parking lot for two months? Mm. Okay. I'm going to put the burden on the churches and say, no. All right. Now, what does this look like when you, when you do that? Remember, we're the media now go down a little bit further here. So I went out <laughs> taking pictures. This is what people do to get their message out. This is what I'm going to do with saving God's children to get the message out of the website. And the website is based on two on this basic principle, connect the hearers of the word with the doers of the word you can go down even to one more you see all these um uh websites uh now ohio brett last uh month was doing a fundraiser for vets for child rescue what's one of the biggest problems that we have here is we're like elijah you know we come down out of the mountain we say oh lord i'm the only one and it's like now there's seven thousand the problem is the seven thousand and the elijahs are not connected together 
that is the impotence Amen. Amen. of showing what saving God's children Amen. about. So let's go to the website, Mr. Producer. Let's take them through some of the buttons and then they can check it out for themselves. If you go, that's it. Boom. Right off the beginning. You are the watchman on the wall. When I, when I ask, uh, um, Jared and all those, and, and we put me into this group. He says, what do you want? I said, I want impact. I want the Holy Spirit not to condemn people, but to convict people. And we worked together and I had my uh, thoughts and my vision. And I think they did a really neat job about doing it. What I wanted- saving, SavingGodsChildren.com. SavingGodsChildren.com. No apostrophe. That's right. And and if you look up there and you see saving God's children, you hold the key to eradicating child trafficking. That comes from our own Spencer. I went to him, Liberty Mouse. I said, man, I need to get a logo. And she said, what? Go to Spencer. And Spencer did that. And guess what? What What's that tie into, coach? Well, you were there with me when we were at Neil Peterson's church and we were selling these things like hotcakes, right? You say they go like hotcakes. So um, we, we have that. So let's go up here and look at some of these buttons. First off, it's about awareness and training. People really don't understand the depths of what it is. And of course, every time I have it, I have a little thing that someone else says, it says it's indifference and ignorance that stops people from doing the right thing. Job 19, 29, 16, I was a father to the needy and I searched out the cause of him who I did not know. And if you go down here, I have uh, different videos and links to what you can learn how bad this is. The Contraland is from Vets for Child Rescue. Then we have other organizations like Polaris and, and other things. So each each one of these categories on top will take you to an area about doing it. Now let's go to spiritual warfare because I want to end up with this because this is where we get involved. All right, this has been my thing about staking and claiming the land. Please go down to the battle plan where Steve Hemfield is. I asked Steve Hemphill, I said, Steve, this is what I'm doing. He's on board. I said, he said, Craig, I already have a free training in spiritual warfare. Steve Hemphill did this whole eight minute thing, but I'd like to play three minutes, coach. And then sure. we, we can end it up there. Hello, I'm Steve Hemphill. And I really enjoy sharing uh, my spiritual warfare strategies and stories on my battle plan podcast and discussing ways to put our faith into action. The website's active-faith.org. Uh, God's children are not for sale. That's what I want to talk about now. Proverbs eleven twenty one NLT. Evil people will surely be punished, but the children of the godly will go free. Proverbs 14, 26. Those who fear the Lord are secure. He will be a refuge for their children. Matthew 18, verse 3, a very shocking verse. Then he said, this is Jesus speaking, I tell you the truth, unless you turn from your sins and become like little children, you'll never get into the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 19, 14, but Jesus said, let the children come to me. Don't stop them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to those who are like these children. And lastly, Romans 8, 14, for all who are led by the spirit of God are children of God. Craig Michael, a friend of mine, is launching a new website to help promote the cessation, the stopping of human trafficking. It's savinggodschildren.com. Let's talk a moment about this topic from a spiritual warfare standpoint. Colossians 1 verse 16 teaches that in the unseen world, there are thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities. That implies territorial limits. That implies uh, responsibility, assignments. And it's all in the unseen world. Did you know that there's at least 25 demons named in the Bible and it's revealed what territory each demon is over? According to the Bible, you can check our notes for the verses and names of the demons 
uh, so you can look them up if you like. Satan has taken the land, and we need to take it back. And the human trafficking problem is one of the evidence of that. We need to take the land back one house at a time, one child at a time, one city at a time. We need to take it back for the future of our children. One of the ways we're trying to take back the land is through staking. We're putting Bible verses on tent stakes and hammering so them all can, the way in the ground. Stop it there, Coach, Based, because okay, we have- bear with me just a second. Those of you watching on the Patriot Party News, go to CoachDaveLive.com. CoachDaveLive.com to continue it. Keep going, Craig. So anyways, um, you know, what, what, here's, here's what my, my burden was. Okay. When this movie came out, I realized that this was tied into Gettysburg. And so my pastor, right. I can't say, you know, we go out and do the best, you know, we're kind of an inward church, but it's a Holy spirit. It's like a lot of churches. I mean, the Holy spirit's there, but they don't know what to do. Right. And so he was talking about the sound of freedom movement. So I, I, after the thing, I said, you know, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll buy 30 tickets if you go. And he said, okay. And guess what? We got 30 people to go from our church. And then, so everybody's in this emotional thing. We all stand out. We take our picture. We pray in the lobby, right? Amongst all these people. And, and everyone's like, well, what, do we, what do we do? And that's when I walked away and I said, well, what do you do? And that's when this, this impotence started for having this website. And so what, what I started doing this is I said, you know, I don't need to reinvent the wheel. There are people that are doing this. So I want to connect people with what they're doing, but what we were missing, what makes saving God's children unique is the spiritual aspect of it. And I'm providing free spiritual training and I'm going to add more spiritual training to it. So you can build yourself up. You can share this with your pastor, right? And say, look, look, what, look, look at some of this stuff here. Is this something that we could do, right? We're providing a format like we did with uh, Liberty Mel and with the uh, calling to the people. It's click, print. You know, we're going to put videos together for you to do. We're going to give you the resources that you can take and get involved with this. And so if you're if you want to, you know, join and be a part and I can help you, um, you don't have to mimic what I'm doing. Uh, you can you copy and do it, do your own thing, but get involved. And Coach, I, Dave, I can, listen, we got to stop the feed, folks. Go to CoachDaveLive.com, CoachDaveLive.com. We gotta, we're going to close this down, but we're going to continue to broadcast at CoachDaveLive.com. All right? Uh, God bless you, folks. Johnny, you go ahead and end it there. Craig, go ahead and continue. 